the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Mark Hoff and Nam Vaughn of Pacific Private Money. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And you know what? Since it's transferable, you can uh, win the contest and give it away to somebody for Christmas. Because it's worth... Oh, he re-gifted it. Exactly. It's worth over $100. Today's trivia theme is general knowledge. Uh, Nam, we have a guest today. Would you please ex- um, introduce him? Yeah. Our guest today is David Buquillan, CEO of Lalima Development. They are a San Francisco-based premier developer of mixed-use residential retail and office properties. Um, they built Santana Row hmm. over in the South Bay and uh, Bay Street Emeryville in the East Bay. So welcome, David. Thank you. Thank um, you, guys. Great, great. Happy holidays. I want to start out. So where did the name La Lima come from? What does it mean? It's a good question. I remember when I was a very young, impressionable young man right out of college, I worked for a guy from, uh, he was from Hawaii, and he used to say to me every Monday, let's La Lima. And I think it was about the (laughs) third week that I had enough guts to ask him exactly what that is. And I said, am I La Lima? I'm not really too sure. (laughs) And he said to me, it's a a Hawaiian uh, term for collaboration, many hands working together. And it just really stuck with me for someone who does mixed use now. Mm -hmm. Uh, If there's ever anyone who tells you you can do mixed use solely on yourself, I think there's two things. Either they're not telling you the truth or they're lying to you. So it really stuck with us. And we wake up every day and we La Lima every Monday. So you didn't want to name the company a lot of hands working yeah. together. It just didn't hard. flow off. Yeah. Yeah. Just didn't flow off the time. Three so, weeks. That's guts because it took me a year to ask that today. <laughs> yeah. I've known you. So you got more yeah. guts than me. There you go. There you go. So, David, you're a real estate developer, and recently you were profiled in the San Francisco Business Times. The headline was Massive $400 million downtown district will soon add 460 homes. Now, this is in Rohnert Park, and it starts out by talking about how Rohnert Park has never had a downtown, and La Lima Development plans to change that. What can you tell us about this uh, new development of yours? Well, uh, you know, I think both Station Ave and, and Rona Park was a really unique opportunity for, for us and the community. Um, when we look at projects, we look at a value-added proposition. 
Um, mixed use has a lot of moving parts, just like La Lima development, many hands working together. But, you know, there was a lot of uh, data points that really led us to that. One was uh, Sonoma State University, mm. uh, the smart station, and the fact that Rona Park didn't have it downtown. And here it is, this, this great community sits yep. between, you know, uh, Petaluma and Santa Rosa. Uh, it's to us really the center of Sonoma County and the fact that we are the the smart station what really was surprising to us early on was the fact that there was 32 acres of land that was fully entitled Hmm. with one APM number that was shovel ready Uh, and it sat right on the smart station so we looked at it as let's be a leader in mixed use and let's really set a new precedent for runner park and allow them to rebrand themselves because i think it's a community uh, because they didn't have it downtown it was probably passed over from the retailers in the office segment before right but i think now it's a dawn of a new day well and have you seen santana row have you been there yeah it's beautiful it's gorgeous and um so what surprised me most about this development, David, is that it's in the North Bay. Hmm. So you've got yeah. the South Bay with all of the you know, new office building that's going on like crazy that, uh, that, that Google and Facebook and LinkedIn and others are all fighting over. And then in San Francisco, of course, you've got skyscrapers being built. But you cross the Golden Gate Bridge and go north, and there is nothing happening in terms of development. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm always surprised when I drive by anywhere in Marin or Sonoma County and actually see something new being, being yeah. created. Um, how on earth did, you ever, did, did this ever even come into your... Um, into your view. Well, you know, uh, we had the opportunity to take a look at this back in 2004 when I was uh, speaking at ULI. This property came up for sale. We took a look at it. I was working for another company at the time, and we kind of uh, pivoted and looked at another project down in in, uh, Southern California. But I think going back to what I said earlier, the fact that there's 32 acres Mm. that was available in the Bay Area for sale, fully entitled, was really rare, rare uh, occurrence. But I have to say, too, that, you know, from city manager Darren Jenkins to his staff to the mayor and the city council, uh, they really were forward thinkers um, from 2004 when we took a peek at it to what happened to when we bought it. They uh, they went ahead and did a lot of the heavy lifting. They got it entitled. They really had uh, a vision. Wow. Very good. Oh, hey, guys, we're going to cut to our first commercial break here. Uh, general knowledge is the theme. And, uh, David, uh, if you know the answer, don't say anything until we come back from break. First trivia question, where was George A. Custer defeated? That's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. To answer that question, if you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate. Again, here's the question. Where was George A. Custer defeated? All right? And don't touch that dial. The best of investing. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the best of investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Comp and Nam Phan, and our special guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'll have you pronounce his name. No, David, David Bukulin. I was just teasing. Okay, here was the ter- first trivia question. Where was George A. Custer defeated? Mark. Uh, at Custer's Last Stand. That's exactly correct. But what was the, what was the battle? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyone? Got me. Okay. Battle of Little Bighorn. Oh, that's right. Pretty close. I'll say it again next week. I'll have the answer. You'll have the answer. Okay. Now I could answer that. <laughs> Go ahead, Nam. You have a question. Yeah. So we were talking about um, Runner Station or Station Avenue, excuse me, and how its proximity to Smart. So um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. I think, you know, when you look at the opportunity to put 32 acres in a suburban area and you're now dealing with urbane issues such as rail, transportation, there's a right way to do urban development and I think there's a wrong way to do it. But SMART was such a key component to our uh, investment, Hmm. meaning that, you know, even though that, you know, currently right now that the SMART train, you know, built kind of the middle leg first and the most obvious is get it down to the Larkspur Ferry next by the end of next year, um, you know, the pressures of San Francisco real estate has, in our opinion, has kind of caused people to look outside the, the, the sphere of San Francisco, meaning the central business district. And what rail does is it brings a central business district to Roner Park. You might not think of it as being urban, but, um, you know, rail was was meant to take people from point A to point B, to take people from low-density suburban areas to high-density CBD, central business districts. And it really doesn't matter where those are, um, but Roner Station has enough critical mass to actually make that great sense how, of How close to the smart train, you know, drop-off will this be? If you were to get off the train at yeah. Runner Station and walk 10 feet, you would be in the middle of the urban core. Oh, wow. okay. It's that close. All so, right. Yeah. Because that, that's one of the yeah. whole issues we've sort of talked about, you know, off air, or not today specifically, but it's like, you know, there's a lot of people can't really take the smart train because they're so far away from either, you know, their work that they have to take like another form of transportation to get to where they're going after the train. And I think that's really the, the advantage of station. Avenue has to all the other developments around the smart stations. We have 32 acres. So, you know, what we try to do is use that same parking stall for 18 hours a day. So we have daytime population and nighttime population. That's smart. Oh, that's Um, really smart. Ergo, the name Station Avenue. I just figured that out. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, and and, and I think for us, it took me 20 minutes, but go ahead. That's good. That's that's a lot quicker than we feel. (laughs) But I think from us, it's it's, um, you know, that that's kind of what we're all about is, you know, people are people are working in different areas, you know, that the patterns are changing. But the most important reason why people would want to be on the smart is you're going to work from A and you're going to get to B without having those having to take your bicycle or a shuttle yeah. or things like that. So oh, we provide nice. both. That's great. So how do you uh, how do you figure this project's going to impact uh, the city of Roner Park and then even more so Sonoma County in the North Bay? Um, I think a couple reasons. One, economically, I mean, you know, we're a $400 million project, so the city of Runner Park is going to benefit from, you know, during construction, 3,400 jobs, and once we're open, somewhere around 2,300, and about a million dollars a year in their coffers. So currently, um, you know, Runner Park's budget is $30 million. We're 10 times that. So I think there's going to be a lot of ancillary, uh, you know, benefits that are going to happen around that. When do you think this will be finished? 
So the way we have it is, uh, so 32 acres, the, 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 the piece that we would refer to as the urban core, uh, is about half the site, and that includes 140,000 square feet of retail restaurants entertainment, 130,000 square feet of office, 156 boutique hotel. Um, we'll all, in about 20 uh, very urban-style lofts, we'll all open September of 2020. And if you go to our website, it's counting down by the second. <laughs> wow. Station, it says Station Avenue, Station Avenue arriving soon. Nice. And then followed by that, you know, we'll start delivering the residential units in two segments, and they'll come in about four to six months after the opening. I think you need, like, a, a big baseball stadium or a, a big basketball stadium or even a football stadium. Get some real people on, you know. And how much of the project's being devoted to, to housing, David? About half. About half of, of, the, of the acreage. So, you know, it's a good size. But it's, you know, Station Avenue is as dense, if not more so, than the Marina District in San Francisco. Francisco, Polk Street, mm-hmm. uh, in the Fillmore District. Yeah, wow. You know, it's interesting because I, I could see people, let's say in San Rafael, because that's where I live, uh, taking the train. If you have some really good night entertainment there um, with restaurants and all that stuff, without having to drive all that way up there because it's always heavy traffic, um, taking the smart train up there for the evening and then coming right back. Yeah, and we've, uh, we're all about curating. And so... Um, you know, we're curating right now our tenants, and we usually start with the food and beverage side of it because it's just the way we look at retail. Retail is changing. Um, you know, we're, we're not in the mall business, but uh, we're in street retail, but we consider ourselves more of a lifestyle and neighborhood. Smart, because it seems like, you know, Amazon's kind of taken over the... That industry, and so that, that's probably very smart. Yeah, and, and I think, uh, you know, our our... our take on it or my take on on Amazon as it relates to retail is, you know, there's probably certain segments of retail that um, they didn't fail because of Amazon. They failed because they didn't change their business model in 20 years. Well, true. I mean, like, uh, you know, a hairstylist or nail salon, you're not, that's Amazon's not going to change that part. Same no thing doubt. with going out to dinner. Yeah. 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 And I think the one thing that the, the, the social aspect yeah. of just, just going out and dining, you, you can't order that online. I know you can order food and it shows up, but you still have to cook it. But if you're yeah. looking for, you know, a night Experience. out of town, you well, can't do it. Well, that's true. I remember when DVDs came out the players and all that stuff and, and uh, DVRs, you know, we internally we were thinking, Oh, all the movies are going to go out of business, but no, people still want to go out of their house for enter- some entertainment. Yeah, and I think from our, our standpoint too, health and wellness is a big one. So we're about kind of the soul cycles, the yogas, love story okay. yogas yes. is a group that we signed on, and um, you know, health and wellness is really important. And so it's all about that neighborhood feel for us. So you see, this is is self contained, or is it really going to be um, f- for inviting the rest of the community and and at large in Sonoma County? I think a lot of people who are going to choose to either live or work there because of all these amenities, but we only have 146 units. But I think what it really becomes is it becomes really a a, a central downtown for Sonoma County. Mm -hmm. Nice. So the headline says 460 homes. Is is that is that number accurate? Is that is it homes, apartments, condos? What's that going to look like? Yeah. So we have we're entitled to do uh, 460 residential units, and those units are going to be all 100 percent rentals. Hmm. Uh, And those rentals are in a series of three segments. So we have a very urban two story loft, Hmm. something that you would see in South America. We have very traditional type of flats one 
two, three bedrooms, and then we have row homes, very similar to a townhome. Nice. Very good. Nice. So by the time it's done, the leg uh, of Smart Train to Larkspur should be completed as well. That's going to be next 2019, I think, right? It, wow. End of 2019 wow. will be completed. That's perfect. So, yeah, that's Guys, we're going to cut to our second commercial break here. When we come back, I do want to um, get also back to Nam and Mark because of the uh, deals of the week, deals of the year. be kind of interesting here, too. And, and David, stay with us. All right, second trivia question. What regular character did Larry David always voice on the TV show Seinfeld? Right, that's our trivia Ooh. question. 888-912-1190 to answer this question. What regular character did Larry David always voice on the TV show Seinfeld? All right, you understand the question? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I just don't know the answer. Uh, okay, that's okay. As long as you know what the question is, that's all I care about, right? <laughs> all right, don't touch that dial. The Best of Investing will be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to The Best of Investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Mark Hanf. Nam Fon and David Boquillen. Hey, I got that right. Uh, second trivia question. What regular character did Larry David always voice on the TV show Seinfeld? God, I'm stumped by that one. I thought I've watched all the episodes and I don't remember there being a, a okay. voice only. Well, he, he mostly interacted with George. Oh, was it uh, uh, Steinbrenner? Steinbrenner, exactly. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Heartbreaker, Dreammaker. What's that song? Remember how he? I thought it really was Steinbrenner. Anyway, no, he uh, died. Okay. Um, Which, Uh, by the way, by the way, he he was very fortuitous. Not him, but uh, he was very smart when he died in 2010 when there was no estate tax. I think about one year. Yeah, ten year in 2010. Okay. uh, Quick mention here. All right, guys. uh, How often do you want to go to a jeweler just to fix? something for you without trying to sell you something, right? At Gold Rush Jewelers in San Rafael, they do just that. Of course, it's nice to walk into a jewelry store without high pressure. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they also have beautiful watches and jewelry if, if you do want to buy something. And most repairs can be done while you wait. Check out goldrushjewelers.com. Rick Lewis is the owner. 415-457-2101. Uh, David, we're going to get back to you. I do want to ask, Nam, you had some like deals of the year you wanted to mention. Yeah, you know, every week we go through and discuss the deal of the week, and this being the end of the year, we want to recap with um, a few deals of the year. And, you know, these these are not unusual deals. I mean, they're very common to what we do here, but they stick out just because of the story, the borrowers, and, and it's, um, you know, just to highlight some of, of types of loans, types of clients we have at Pacific Private Money. But one of my favorite one uh, deals that we had this year was the retired couple who were on a fixed income. They were in the South Bay and lived in a two-story home and were trying to downsize. Um, one, because they were empty nesters, but uh, they also wanted to live in a single-level um, property. They owned their home free and clear. It was like $2.2 million, I think. And, um, again, they owned it free and clear, the fixed income, and they, they identified a property. And this is at the beginning of this year when the market was hot. And the, the property that they wanted to bid on was like 1.1. So they had plenty of income. But the problem was they needed to act you quickly. Mean, plenty of equity. Uh, plenty of equity, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. So they needed to act quickly. But with a conventional lender, they hadn't sold their home yet. Conventional lender would have said, no, you have to sell your 
current home first, and plus you're on a fixed income, you don't, you know, you, you, your income doesn't qualify you. Um, so they came to us for those two reasons, speed, and we're able to provide the capital for them to close on the purchase on a non-sale contingency uh, so that they could move into the home that they're you know, wanting to move into, mm-hmm. the single level, and give them time to sell without having those two happen at the same time. Right, and the thing is, is even though the market's nowhere near as hot as it was, say, at the beginning of 2018, still, it's, it's still unusual today to get in a contract to buy a home and to be able to do it with a contingency that you have to sell your existing home first. And you have to sell your existing home first because that's where the bulk of the down payment that you need to come yeah, up with. Yeah, the bank houses. still would not, in today's market, even though the market's you know hot or not hot, the bank is still not going to be able to provide them the funds in, right. in that instance. Right, and so we do a lot of these deals where um, we... Uh, prevent uh, having a client have to move twice. You don't have to sell your home first to free up that equity for your down payment. We can make you a loan up to 100% of the target home price and cross it with your existing home as long as there's enough equity so that we can solve for a combined loan to value of 70% or less. And we do a lot of these loans every month here at Pacific Private Money, and, and it's, uh, it's a great tool. In fact, just this past week, we were at the Marin Association of Realtors. We were one of the sponsors there, and they were having their annual Christmas uh, shindig and um, uh, new officers, and, and it was pretty well attended, and we got a chance to sit, you know, go up for a couple of minutes. And just remind the realtors in the room that, you know, several things. One, um, you may think of us as, oh, you guys are hard money. Hard money is not a dirty word anymore. It may have been to many realtors 20 years ago because, you know, I still remember several realtors telling me I would never put a client in a hard money loan. That's just predatory. Well, it's it's not anymore. You know, we're a regulated business and we, we're, we're here to, to serve the public need. Uh, and that need has grown because of bank financing being more difficult uh, in the uh, world of post-Dodd-Frank uh, to obtain. It just takes longer to get bank financing. And here in the Bay Area, you have all kinds of situations where maybe you're on a fixed income, maybe you don't have seasoned funds, or you switch jobs, or you're self-employed. There's, there's all kinds of reasons that make it so that it takes you longer than a typical 21- or 30-day close to get that bank financing. So we do bridge financing. Bridge meaning it's short-term and that we can do it quickly and we can help you close a real estate transaction. So if you're a realtor out there and you've got a client that uh, uh, you're trying to get them into a home but financing is an issue, those are the types of challenges we tackle at Pacific Private Money every day. So for more information, check out our website. It's PacificPrivateMoney.com or just give us a jingle, 415. 415- 883-2150. We have a great reputation in the Bay Area realtor community for saving deals and helping your client close now and not have to wait for bank financing. And, Nam, uh, didn't you say you received a, a phone call or an email from someone who said, hey, next time you're on the air, mention uh, how you had to get in? Yeah, yeah, they were interested in the fund. So uh, I'd like to say hello to CJ out there who called in this week. Interested in the fund. He's been following our show for years, and he um, wanted to learn about how to invest in the Pacific Private Money Fund, so we sent him some information or private placement. And um, hopefully we'll be um, visiting with him and 
and a group of his fellow mm-hmm. you know, investors. But you, you do have to be accredited. accredited I think yes. that's one of the things he, he was yeah, uh, pointing asking, out. Yeah. What is the qualification to yeah, invest exactly. in our fund? And there's really three criteria. You have to be accredited, first and foremost, a million-dollar net worth uh, outside of your primary residence, or you can qualify on income, uh, $200,000 a year for the last two years, or 300000 as a couple, um, minimum 50000 to invest, and then there's a one-year hold. And if, you, uh, if you're a new listener and you got a little bit lost in the transition there, first we were talking about making loans to people, and then all of a sudden we're talking about investing in a fund. <laughs> At Pacific Private Money, we make real estate loans with private capital. We don't we're not a bank. We use 100% private individual capital, mostly Bay Area residents. And so if you've heard of alternative investment strategies, well, we're a real estate debt uh, fund. And those have, uh, we've got over 300 clients who have taken advantage of our mortgage-secured debt instruments that pay uh, about 7.5% and more. Uh, so, for, again, for more information, the same website, PacificPrivateMoney.com, where you can learn about uh, trustee investing, or you can learn how to uh, obtain fast, reliable financing when time is of the essence. All right. When we come back, uh, I do have a trivia, not trivia, I do have a question for Mark uh, regarding uh, mortgage brokers and how you work with them. Uh, Third trivia question is, what decade did Marty McFly go back to in the original Back to the Future movie? It wasn't the 1420s, I'll tell you that. Okay? That's a hint. Now, you've got about a million other decades to choose from. Call 888-912-1190 to answer this question. What decade did Marty McFly go back to in the original Back to the Future uh, movie? Hmm. Again, 888-912-1190. If you're the first caller with the correct answer, you're going to win that tanning certificate worth over $100. All right, don't touch that dial because the best of investing is going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown, on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Honf and Nam Fon and our special guest, David Boquillen. What decade did Marty McFly go back to in the original Back to the Future? I'm guessing the 50s? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Remember Chuck Berry and all that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Mark, we had a listener call in. It says, why would mortgage brokers refer to you? It must have heard it various times before that uh, mortgage brokers have referred to you. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they go to the banks instead? Well, we don't compete with mortgage brokers. In fact, we get most of our loan request leads from mortgage brokers and realtors who have a client that for reasons that we just talked about in the last segment, uh, can't get bank financing either quickly enough or they need to do certain things. They need more time or more seasoning, yet they're in a position where they want to buy real estate now and they have the, the, the need, the want, the desire and the capacity for it. And, you know, we're about, you know, lending on the story. So if we like the story, we'll make the loan. But, you know, getting back to why would a mortgage broker who could theoretically get conventional financing, uh, you know, we, we 
oftentimes just refer to it like bank financing, but right. it's really conventional financing is what we're talking about. Um, the reason is we don't compete with mortgage brokers. We don't do uh, conventional financing. We're only doing private financing. We only make short-term bridge loans. And so we're very symbiotic with our uh, mortgage broker referral network in that they get to keep the client. We don't take their client away from them. We, uh, we close the transaction now, and then they refinance us out of our more expensive loan with a less expensive conventional financing. We, we, ref, we call that our refer and recapture program. So if you're a mortgage professional out there and you just want another tool in your back pocket, uh, check us out. Our owner-occupied 11-month purchase money bridge loan is a great tool uh, in many different circumstances, including fast closings or maybe something popped up on their credit reports. could take a few months to fix, but you know you're going to be, be able to fix that. Uh, we look at a lot of different scenarios, and there's re- literally hundreds of reasons why someone would need to use our bridge loan product. The great part about it, there's no prepayment penalties. You can pay us off in six days, six weeks, six months. We just prefer not to do anything beyond uh, 11 months. That's uh, Well, it's not even our preference. That's actually the law. We, we operate within an exemption uh, to the Dodd-Frank regulations uh, that say if it's a temporary loan, i.e. less than one year, uh, we're able to make uh, interest only, no prepay loans uh, at rates that our investors like and at a speed that uh, our clients like. So for more information, PacificPrivateMoney.com. All right. And Nam, you wanted to go back to David and ask yeah, him a question. Yeah, just wanted to ask what other kinds of tenants are you looking for for um, Station Avenue? So I think, you know, I, on a whole, we our attitude is we want to bring back Main Street. Uh, you know, they, we're, we're not a mall developer. We're not a, we're not a publicly traded company, so we don't have to re- report to Wall Street. Um, when it comes to tenants, uh, you know, we're not always looking for the national credit tenant. Hmm. Um, you know, we view credit in a lot of different ways than a lot of the other people do, meaning that, you know, if you're a sole proprietor and you own a restaurant and you have a couple, you have a track record and a few few operations throughout the Bay Area, we view that as a credit tenant. Um, hmm. So we look at it a little differently. And I think it becomes because we're a privately held company. Um, we see tenants getting smaller, not bigger. Uh, we're not big box. It's very mm-hmm. neighborhood-like, but uh, it's all about what happens on the street. I really like that uh, idea of bringing back Main Street. And let's talk about that a little bit. Like, for example, um, we're doing this show. We're at, right now, as we speak, we're in downtown Nevada. Nevada's got a Main Street, Grant Avenue. And it's been going through its own kind of changes. Uh, some tenants have moved out. There's vacancies. And I know that um, our little town here, it's not, it's not an unusual story. A lot of Main Streets are suffering. What do you think is the future of Main Street? Uh, good question. I can tell you the way that we're looking at Station Avenue. And to us, it's uh, it's two segments. It's daytime, nighttime. So, you know, there is that transition when day turns to night. Uh, Station Avenue is a very urban project. You know, we are on rail. Uh, you know, there is this daytime population that happens there because of the office space that fuels those c- couple turns on the restaurants yep. at the same time that same park install becomes used at night uh, residents come back from their place of work whatever they and, and they they do their their health and wellness the soul cycle yoga mm-hmm. and they dine and so what we want people to do and 
uh, every day. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. It's, honey, what are we doing tonight? I don't know. Yeah. Let's go to Station Ave. Why? Because there's choices. Exactly. Right. And, and especially when it's brand new, everybody wants to check it out. Yeah, and it just seems like that's such an issue in the Bay Area with a lot of downtowns where you've seen a lot of changes. You know, retail has disappeared from most downtown now, thanks to Amazon and thanks to, you know, regional shopping centers. Uh, but even some of the regional shopping centers are, are, are suffering. So it's really it's interesting that um, you've created a model uh, for Station Avenue, Station Avenue to provide a, a, uh, a downtown that doesn't exist uh, for the city of Rohnert Park. And I would have a feeling that uh, I would bet that a lot of uh, other uh, local communities are going to take a look at that and potentially use that as a model, assuming that it's successful. And it certainly sounds like you've given this a lot of thought as how would how do you create a new downtown in 2019 uh, with without looking at the failed model of, you know, hardware stores and retail downtown that, uh, you know, most historic downtowns are based on. And number one, the community has to want to. Uh, mm-hmm. We're not interested in trying to force something in. I mean, it was very evident that the the work that that city did well before we got there that that we had a very common goal and vision in mind, and we're we're just following the blueprint. We're going to follow through. Now it's our time to to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're doing projects now all across the country, and honestly, everyone is a little different. But I think the thought process is still the same: is to bring back Main Street in whatever town we're in, in whatever form that may be. Um, it's not it's not a repetitive formula like for us with a mall. I mean, it's it's very organic and it happens over time. And you have to be very, very conscientious of where you are and what those people want. You know, I think in, in your specific case with uh, Station Avenue, uh, the, I think that smart train is really going to be a big push. Because, again, I'm thinking about, you know, living like I live in downtown San Rafael and it's bumper to bumper traffic almost all the time. And so you think right. about going somewhere and you go, well, no, I don't want to deal with traffic let's just stay home but if you can just kind of quickly go on a train have sort of a fun train ride and and not have to worry about any of that stuff i think that's going to be a big push for you who, who wouldn't want to take a train into the wine country and go yeah. have a couple of cocktails yeah or dinner yeah, or exactly but, but i think for us you know a segment of the market that we don't want to ignore is the millennials and having sonoma state university mm. right there oh, in our point. town um yeah. you know i mean ten thousand students 25 to 2800 faculty people that are just right there at our front door now granted there was there probably wasn't a reason for that 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 to coexist because there wasn't a downtown but when you uh show up at station ave in 2020 you're going to be able to tell when schools and sessions by the amount of backpacks and the students <laughs> hanging out <laughs> yeah and, and, and that's a good vibe and i think that's great for all all segments of whatever age you are what kind of entertainment do you think you're going to have just before we cut to a break? Yeah, not not to uh, to get too ahead of ourselves on our press releases, but okay. there is a, a honky tonk from Nashville, Tennessee, <laughs> that is uh, has uh, very very interested and has signed up. So we're really excited so about wow. that. You're marking up to practice your line so, dancing. Yeah, there little, we go. Country music <laughs> in the country. That's, that's, <laughs> I could definitely see that. All right, guys, uh, we're going to cut to our last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have some closing comments on the best of investing. So don't touch that. Down. I think, Nam, you got one more deal of the year, too, to cover. Yeah. Okay. Yep, happy to. So stay with us, audience. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. That's bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on AM 1220 KDOW.
You're listening to the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff and Nam Fon and our special guest, David Boquillen. Uh, Nam, do you have one more deal that you yeah, want to share with us? Yeah, just one of the ones that, again, earlier this year that really highlights the type of lending we do and, and some of the bars that we have was a couple in Tiburon. They were planning to sell their home in June of this year. They purchased in January because... They, they weren't planning to move. They had just uh, added to their family a new child. But a home five doors down, literally five down, doors down from the street, on the street that they lived on, came on the market in Tiburon. Now, the orientation of the house was such that they had this fantastic view, or they would have this fantastic view of the city and the Golden Gate Bridge. So they said, you know what? This is the house of our dreams. We want to move into it. But again, our house isn't even on the market yet. It's, it's months away from that happening. So they came to us, or the realtor did, and said, hey, can you give them a loan for the purchase and um, so that they can you know, move in, get this house, and have some time to prepare their current home? Um, you know, prepare their do current a little home remodel and, for sale. Yeah, do a little yeah. remodel. So yeah. they um, came to us, and we provided a loan for them for $2 million. Now, their, their FICOs were 800 So it's something we talk about all the time, which is our borrowers, the average borrower that comes to us is not somebody who is, you know, in distress. Right. This is not your so. father's or grandfather's hard money. We're not making loans to people with 500 FICO scores and one foot in bankruptcy. Yeah, it was an opportunity cost. So yeah. we provided a loan, and they probably put their home on the market once they got into this uh, this other one in March. And so they paid us off within three or four months. And we're fine with that. Um, so it was just a great story just because, again, it identifies the typical borrower that's coming to us for these bridge loans. And yeah. you took both houses as collateral? Did you take the baby as collateral, too? <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, no, that's the old hard money loans. That's right. <laughs> it's the olden days. Okay. Uh, do you want to ask, uh, David, one more question before we uh, cut out of here? Yeah. You know, with the fires um, that happened uh, last October or a year ago, October, um, and the shortage of housing, you know, how is, how is uh, Station Avenue helping with that? And no, it's a great question. I mean, uh, early on prior, we went into contract before the fires. So we, we loved the underwriting back then. And then the wildfires happened and we, we took a step back and, you know, let the dust clear a little bit. But I think, you know, from our standpoint, um, you know, it definitely fueled a need uh, for sure. I mean, even on our website, and I just checked uh, just before I came in here into the studio, uh, you know, our website has an inquiry button. So we have, uh, at the time, it's still, it still lists 300 residential units there. Uh, and we have over 1,000 inquiries for this. So what that tells us wow. is that, um, you know, the, we do what Californians do. When natural disasters happen, we band together, we build, uh, rebuild, and move on. Um, so no one's going away. So I think what, what we're very proud about is being the first – a large-scale mixed-use project to deliver 400 units to the market. Uh, and in, in that, you know, we started kind of working with the university, and, you know, we have, we have a very passionate goal is to put uh, teachers back in homes, and oh, uh, we're going to work hand-in-hand with them on that. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, there's going to be a lot of residents that have uh, homes in there that are going to be calling you because when they see a $400 million investment just down the street from them, they're going to think about how can I maximize my real estate investment. <laughs> there you right. go. Yeah. 
Wow. And well, uh, what's the website for the uh, for the project? Uh, it's stationavenuerp.com. Very good. Stationavenuerp.com. David, thank you very much for uh, joining us on the Best of Investing. Guys, I'm going to give our, here's our Here's our thoughts for the day. Two things define you. Your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything. <laughs> and surround yourself with guy with excuse me, surround yourself with people who are only going to lift you higher. That's why I hang out with you guys. Not not sure why you hang out with me, but uh, <laughs> I figured one of us should uh, should benefit from this. Uh, Let's see. Any last uh, minute? Uh, Just happy holidays. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah the, the, the month that's is winding up. But December is often the busiest month at Pacific Private Money. And this year is no exception. Five years in a row, our top month. We do more loans in the three weeks of December before the Christmas break than uh, just about any other time of the year. So if you've got a year-end deal that's got to close, give us a call tomorrow, 415-883-2150. That's PacificPrivateMoney.com. Very good. And also, if you want... Want to invest and earn seven and a half plus percent? Go to the same website. Same call website. the same number. Yes, great. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to the best of investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call eight 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 nine twelve eleven ninety. That's 888-912-1190 or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on the Bay Area's business leader, AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flynn with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com